Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm here with my first cup of coffee and with a special guest star, my mother, Kathy Kennedy Beck. Hello. <laughs> yep, that's fine. Fine volume. Oh, good. Yes. So you are uh, spoken of much on the podcast. So now you, it's here. You're here to uh, tell your side of the story. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> Can't speak on demand. We're, we're, we're a little bit disrupted because we had a major jailbreak. Um, All my fault. <laughs> well, not really. Um, Jackson was watching, and he waits for the person who is the um, less wily door <laughs> closer. And as my mom went through the, she went back in to get her sunglasses because we're sitting on the east side of the house here in the ice cream chairs and with the at the mosaic table that she put together but she went back to get her sunglasses and he had his eye on her he must have been watching the entire time yeah little brat <laughs> he he measures your timing yeah he did and so he knew that because because you do hesitate going through the door a little bit as uh -huh. you step down there and yeah so he knew that you were going to have that pause oh <laughs> little brat he is. He's way too smart for his own good. Yes, he is. He's a very smart kitty. <laughs> so last night you were saying about a story that you wanted to tell. Oh, about how you bawled, bawled me out? Yes, yes. So tell that story. So oh, uh, you went out. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Leo and I went on the town one night. It must have been close to Christmas because people were... We we crashed an uh, office Christmas party of somebody we didn't even know who was. So we had gone down to the Cafe Promenade in Larimer Square and had a wonderful dinner. The Major D liked Leo because he was also an ex-priest. The Major yeah. D was. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're <laughs> everywhere. And so we had dinner there and probably drinks, <laughs> most likely drinks, and looked at a painting that we almost bought. I don't think we did. In I think you did not. Okay. Because I think we visited it later, and you said this is the, oh, the okay. painting we nearly bought when we were drunk. I was wondering if it wasn't the Kevin Red Star that I have. I couldn't remember where I got that one. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. So not we, many people, you know, when they get drunk, go buy art. <laughs> go buy art. <laughs> How strange. Why don't they do that more often? <laughs> I'm sure artists would feel that way. Yes. Um, anyway, so we crashed a Christmas party on downtown and uh, then had a lot of fun doing that. And no, then, wait, I want to, how did this crashing of the party happen? We were walking, we walked up to the 16th Street Mall and we were walking along and in one of the hotels, there was, you know, they had people going in into one of the banquet rooms. So we went in too. <laughs> And people would say, hello, how are you? And they gave us drinks and we just <laughs> talked to everybody, had no idea who they were. They had no idea who we were. And it was just really fun. So then we decided we were still having so much fun. We dropped, we got in the car and drove out, heading home, and stopped off at that rest, that little restaurant um, in um, University Hills on the corner of Yale and Colorado Boulevard. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's there anymore. I think they built a shopping center or something there. Oh, but anyway, there was a wonderful singer that 
we liked. Her name was Maxine. And so we sat and we listened to her and everything. So it was about maybe one when we got home and we drove into the into the garage and out comes this flying teenager. <laughs> you were not even a teenager. No, I think I was like 12. Oh, well, pre-teenager. If, shaking, if I were, yeah. Shaking your fist at us saying, where have you been? And just, don't you know I'm worried about you? And all of this kind of thing. And I thought, oh, <laughs> that was really weird. We had to settle you down. <laughs> that was really weird. So that's when I got balled out by my kid. Yeah. Well, and, and I do remember because I woke up, you know, I'd gone to bed and I woke up and it was like midnight and you weren't home. And I thought maybe something happened to you. And I went, I, I know I went over to Heidi and Sean's on the corner. Oh, did you? Because they were like having a party. And I went to see if you were there. And they said, no, they haven't been here all evening. So, yeah, it was the great role reversal. Yeah. Um, you got back at me several times after that, though. Well, yes, but that's what a teenager is supposed to do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I shouldn't have had to track down my mother because she's out partying all night. <laughs> well, it was a rare occasion. I don't think we did it a lot. <laughs> but, you know, you normally I would just sleep like the dead. So I Well, you always slept like the dead. You always have. Remember when that house caught on fire across the commons that was like you know half a block away distance wise from my bed open bedroom windows in the summer that house that was sort of on the corner on that next cul-de-sac over it was on our cul-de-sac no it was it was out that way oh it's a different way because the one on the corner where um like barton magner lived yeah their christmas tree got caught yeah on fire. and remember it melted their refrigerator yeah i remember seeing the melted yeah. refrigerator yeah no this was another one that house <laughs> there used to be a lot more house fires didn't there yeah how, <laughs> how weird is that how weird is that i mean when was the last time you heard of someone's house catching on i don't fire? know and that was two in our neighbor three in our neighborhood i think one time yeah because that one across Way the street across. right yeah. yeah they had smoke pouring out of their windows yeah what's up with that I wonder if it was wiring. I wonder. Well, the Christmas tree. Well, uh, the Christmas tree fire was definitely wiring. I mean, that was like those old bad lights. Well, and also that you know that was in that upstairs because that was the upstairs living room, and that tree faced west, and it was like New Year's, wasn't it? Yes. So it might have dried out so much, and then. Yeah, it was New Year's because the kids were home, but the parents were off partying at a New Year's Eve party. Oh, yeah. And they had to drag them out of the party. Sounds like we did a lot of partying. Well, it? it was the 70s, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what can I say? <laughs> we probably had really cute clothes. Too. Uh, so you were asking me about... Um, what Kelly Robson and I were chatting about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I heard back from Sarah on the new Shiny uh-huh. on that project, and she's still not happy with it, which is sad because I really thought I'd, yeah. that I had it. Yeah. But she's concerned that um, because what we need to do is the book needs to be science fiction because of my three-book deal with St. Martin's, I can't write any other fantasy romance for anyone else. 
while oh, really? I, that, yeah, it's a, it's a non-compete clause. Oh, um, and they, you know, we tried to whittle it down, but they were really um, determined. They really wanted to try to break me out in a big way uh, in fantasy romance, and to do that, they wanted to be the ones publishing oh. that for me. Oh, okay. and it doesn't include my self-published series, my oh, existing okay. series. But um, as far as like, I can't write a new fantasy romance series and sell it to somebody else until the end of this contract. So is a new shiny fantasy romance? Well, it's not. That's the whole point oh. is that um, what we could do, it's only for that genre. So I can write a different, write in a different genre. Ah. So I was trying to write something that was, what Sarah and I had talked about was writing something that was like um, a fantasy romance story that's, you know, the kind of thing that my readers really love, but in a science fiction frame. Oh. Uh -huh. And so I really worked on developing this idea and developing this story. And when I talked to Sarah when I was at Nebulas, she had said um, <clears throat> that she wanted me to tweak it more towards science fiction. And we talked about ways to do that. So I did, and she's read it, and she says she's worried that it still doesn't sound science fiction enough. Uh, um, that still feels a lot like fantasy. And so I had asked Kelly Robson, who does write science fiction. Sarah and I are going to talk Friday morning, so uh, I'll have more then. But I'd asked Kelly if she would read the pages <clears throat> and tell me what she thought, I, you know, how to make it seem, if there was a way to tweak the voice or whatever to make it seem more like science is fiction. Is Kelly a science fiction writer? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty much what she writes. Okay. The thing is, is she writes more literary type science fiction. You know, she she's you know has won a Nebula Award and she's been nominated for Nebulas and Hugos. So she um, it's it's less commercial fiction than you know that. So is science fiction defined basically by being interplanetary kind of stuff? Well. That's a good question. Oh, yay! Because, <laughs> because uh, there's a lot of debate over this, is where do you draw the lines? And, you know, and so, yeah, a lot of times people will say, well, science fiction is tech and rocket ships, uh -huh. whereas fantasy is non-tech and magic. Uh -huh. But you can always think of exceptions to these things. Uh -huh. um, and I, you know, remember when I was growing up how much I loved Anne McCaffrey's books? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, you know, one of the questions about her books is, is Dragon Riders of Pern, is it science fiction or fantasy? Because the world is essentially a fantasy world where people ride dragons. Uh -huh. But this is a planet that was colonized by human beings from Earth. And there's like ships in orbit and later more science fiction comes into it. And they're fighting a, a space... Um, it's called thread, and it's like a parasite that comes across and comes through the atmosphere, and they use the dragons to burn the thread. Oh. Um, so, you know, it's like, well, is that science fiction or is it fantasy? Well, I would definitely think it's fantasy. It is, but why? Because there's dragons in it. Because there's dragons. But there's there's space. Well, what are dragons doing in space? <laughs> what, what the hell are they doing there? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, sometimes dragons go to space. Uh, so it's it's interesting because when I was at Nebulas, Mary Robinette Cole, who you are going to read her book, Calculating Stars, yeah, yeah, uh, she 
had me on a panel, and I've talked about that on the podcast before. It was ended up being a very interesting panel, um, along with C.L. Polk, who um, had her first novel nominated for Nebula, and um, Ada Harper, who's now writing as A.J. Heckwith. This is the Give the Names part of our program. Uh, She was on it, too. And Mary Robinette, who's our new president, I say that, she's taking over in July, new president of SEFWA. So she had posed the theme of the panel as being romance is the structure and science fiction is the flavor. And she kept asking us, because we can really talk about what the structure of a romance is. Uh And and she did a deft job of guiding us through this, because she really wanted us to consider the problem Uh that she'd clearly thought about before. But romance has a very clear structure of what happens in the story. Much like a thriller, much like a mystery, you can... You can you know that it's a thriller or a mystery or romance because of the way the plot progresses. Boy meets girl, boy loses girl, girl boy gets girl back. Yeah, happy ever after. Yeah, okay. Um, what's what's your mystery plot? Um, somebody gets murdered and you solve it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, thriller. Somebody's trying to kill you. You get away. Oh, okay. You know, I got it. So. So then she said, okay, well, if we can all agree that we know what the structures of these are. Isabel's in my window. Yeah. Come out. Yeah. Do you hear us, Isabelle? Little <laughs> kitty. Hi, kitty. <laughs> um, so what is the structure of a science fiction novel or what is the structure of a fantasy novel? Oh, I don't know. Well, none of us did. Oh. So, you know, she kept pushing it because... You know, I, I said, I kept thinking about it, and I said, okay, I want to say that a fantasy novel, you know, we talk about the hero's journey a lot, uh-huh. you know, and you get, you know, the ordinary life, the hero gets called to action, yanked out of their ordinary life, goes off to fulfill the quest and triumphs in the end. Uh-huh. And I said, so I want to say that that's the structure of a fantasy novel, but I can think of half a dozen exceptions to that. Oh. Like Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin's books yeah. don't do that, but yeah. it's absolutely fantasy. Yeah. So, what she, and it's the same with science fiction. There is no prescribed uh, structure. And so, what Chelsea Polk ended up saying is she says, I want to say it's the milieu. You know, that it is the, like the world that you set it in. Uh huh. Here, David let his spell out. Here she goes. Oh. <laughs> Belly gets to come out. Yes. Because she's a good kitty. She's a good cat because she's not a brat. <laughs> not a bad kitty. She's a good kitty. Hi, Belly. So, so that's kind of what I'm thinking about is that, you know, if science fiction or fantasy. So, yeah, it's kind of what you're saying. You know, it's like, you know, if there's dragons in it, then it becomes fantasy. Uh-huh. Because, but that's an element. That's not a plot. I got right? it. Yeah. So... So that's what I'm sort of struggling with is that in order to make this be more science fiction, I think I need to tweak the flavor, tweak the sort of the set dressing. Is uh, your new shiny romance as well? Mm-hmm. So the romance is the structure. It's partly hero's journey and partly romance, uh-huh. um, but in a science fiction frame. Ah. So have you ever thought about Writing something that's not romance, um, and I have, yeah, 
before, yeah, a couple things. Well, yeah. I mean, um, the Chronicles of Desneria books, those, that trilogy is not romance. Well, that's true. There's a romance late, that happens later, but I mean, romance creeps into what I write, and, and I love it, and my readers love it. Uh-huh. So, it's not that I, um, it's not like I wedge it in, as some writers feel like they have to. It just, to me, that's an essential, essential part of character growth. Ah. So. Well, who knew? Who knew? Very fascinating. Is it? Yes. Maybe not. It is. It is. <laughs> you know, and a lot of people ask me, you know, they say, oh, you know, she, what does she write? And I'll, and I'll say, well, she writes fantasy and she writes romance and sometimes both at the same. And they go, oh, well, I don't, I don't read those. <laughs> you know, oh, okay. And they just read more just regular novels, story novels. Literary fiction. Lit, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's really lit fic. Oh, uh, lit Litfic. Litfic. Okay. And then uh, women's fiction, people call it clitfic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which well, is a pejorative, so we don't really. Oh, oh <laughs> it, yeah. it is kind of funny. Oh, yes. Now you're going to cry on the window. You don't get to come you out, though. You don't get to come out, Jackson. He says, <laughs> but Isabella's outside. Mm -hmm. I see her. Yeah. Being a good kitty. Sorry, Jackson. If you were just behave, you could come out. <laughs> So your readers know about your cats, or your listeners, yes, I guess. Your listeners, yes. Yep. Cat wrangling is always a feature on Jeffy's first cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's part of the brand. Yeah. But I think you tell a, a nice story about what it's like out here. It's so beautiful and quiet. And it is, and it's a pretty day today. It is pretty. You've got, you got good weather. Well, we left warm weather. <laughs> hot. Hot weather. But... Um, it wasn't going to be as hot as they first said it was going to be because they said that today was going to be 108. Oh. And I looked online and it looks like it's only going to be 104. Oh, well. Yes. So, Can you feel the difference between a oh, 108 versus 104 day? You know, right now you can because it's not... I mean, because we just started getting 100-degree weather, which was really neat because usually it comes early in May, and, and it didn't come in May at all. So it was really wonderful. But now, <laughs> when we get back in July, it's going to be, you know, every day is over 100, and it seeps into the ground because we just live on rock. You know, there's oh. no grass, and we just live on rock, and the rock absorbs the heat and so when radiates you, it back yeah, yeah so when you walk outside the heat's coming up underneath you as well as above you and so then you notice it but still you know i still love tucson in the summer because all the bars and restaurants offer really sweet deals you know like two for ones and all of that kind of thing because there are fewer people there they they don't want to they want to keep their staffs working and right all of that so that's always fun. We like that. And it rains starting in July. So the rain really makes it nice. And you'd think that the rain would raise the humidity, but you don't notice it so much because it evaporates pretty quick. So I, I still like it, and I'm glad we don't snowbird anymore. But it's really nice also to get go back to Colorado and see friends and see, you know, and enjoy the cooler temperature. So a nonstop party. Yeah. We have a theme. Yes, we do. 
So anyway, I'm, I'm happy to be here and happy to be with you. I'm happy for you to visit. And we get to go to Harry's. Going to so go to Harry's for breakfast. Harry's the guys are waiting. So yeah. I think we could probably wrap it up. Well, okay. Let's tell everybody that I've enjoyed talking to you. Well, it was fun to have you on the podcast. Always fun to have a guest. Now, how do you know we're recording this? It shows on this. Oh, yeah. And see, that shows how the volume. How cool. Yeah. So that's what I, when I talk about checking it on my phone, I just check that. Oh, okay. Well, and see if you don't say anything. Yeah, it gets very like, still yes. and dark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this is really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I hope you all have a wonderful Wednesday. This was a special Wednesday podcast with our celebrity guest. Yes. And uh, I like being a celebrity. Oh, you well, you're always a oh, celebrity. In to your me, heart. In yeah. my heart. All right. Well, you all have a great Wednesday, and I will probably talk to you tomorrow. tomorrow and I won't. <laughs> and she won't because she'll be off partying with your friends. Yeah. All right. Take all right. care. Okay. Bye. Bye.